Hello and welcome to The Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast, live from the Buggy Down Bronx. I'm your host, Michael Nunez, our co-host today. Dave Anderson. And today, we'll be talking about the single responsibility principle, the S in solid. Or in, in super too, right? And super, yes. <laughs> that, that letter is also in super. It was a really wild, convoluted way that I got to talk about solid, I guess. And what I will do is I'll explain the comic that I read that introduced solid as a concept for me to want to have podcast episodes. Dave, are right. you ready? Yeah. Yeah. You were telling me that you saw us on Twitter and friend of the show, Steve Nunez was explaining the joke. Yeah. So right. like the first panel, it's like it came to them with a message and it was like a alien on a spaceship looking down on humans with spears. And the next text is, but they could not understand its alien language. And then it's a box with the alien saying the following, a microservice architecture is only necessary in a large complex dev environment. Most shops will be better off just using simple monoliths following solid principles and reap benefits from frequent small deployments. The next comic strip is the two humans on the ground looking up at the alien. Then one of them say, effing what? (laughs) The other one throws a spear at the alien. And the two gentlemen sticks up their middle fingers at the alien, and the alien sticks the middle finger back to the humans. <laughs> of course, us developers love microservices and don't understand monoliths and why they're useful. I mean, I mean, monoliths are the hot thing. We talked about them. I gotta check my tats. What was it? This one's really hard to reach. Number sixty-three. <laughs> very, very long time ago. They're back. Yeah, it was a little, little while ago. Yeah, so this is a very evolved message for the these people. Like that, you know, these cavemen don't need their microservices. What are they doing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I kind of love this. This is a poorly drawn lines comic, and they just like memed what the alien is gonna say. <laughs> I, I wonder if like he intended for this. Like you know, this seems like just like a perfect meme format. You can put anything in there, but I mean, solid principles. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. So, you know, if we all followed monoliths and had best practices using solid principles, uh, we'll all be enlightened engineers. And I thought, hey, why not? Why don't we start with the first one? Go down the line. Yeah. What is the first one again? The first one is the single responsibility principle. Oh, right. (laughs) Not super responsibility or anything. Yeah. No. When you write your piece of code, you ensure that the class or the object that you have does one thing at a time. Oh, wait. I thought it was like, I'm not going to have as many responsibilities. Like, I won't need to walk the dog because I just need to <laughs> record the podcast. <laughs> and maybe I'll have more free time. Like, that's... No, 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 no. If you need to walk your dog and listen to the podcast, you should be able to do those two things. Yes. <laughs> but your classes and objects should be responsible of one thing. Okay. That sounds reasonable yeah but like you know sometimes my one thing is like to send the email and when i send the email i'm like getting all the data and i'm rendering the template and i'm you know doing math no 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 no. that's a lot going on there i mean i'm just sending the email it's one responsibility right so like the idea of sending like the send email action should be responsible of 
collecting that data. One way you can like ensure that you're following the best practices of the single responsibility principle. I don't know if the kids call it SRP, but I might just do that from now on. <laughs> SRP. You gotta save all those syllables. Yeah, it's a, save all the syllables, yes. You can actually depend on dependency injection so that your class isn't having to pull all that information when it's going to send an email in your example, but also be given all those objects to the class so that it can then send the email, if that makes sense. Right. Like if you have to go and fetch all this information, you know, render anything or pull some information from state, the idea is that you want that to be done outside of the class that would be responsible to send email. Mm -hmm. So like the thing that sends the email shouldn't know necessarily the password for the database and the SMTP connection details and the templating engine and all these things. Like, no, 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 no. That that sounds like a lot of responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> and by doing that, you like the implementation of what your class is trying to do is clear. Right. Like you, if you were to open this uh, send email class, for example, you would know that that is responsible for sending emails. Like it doesn't have any of the other funky things that are necessary for it to send an email or information outside of it sending the email. You can then just use the send email implementation to send the emails. Right. So, like, it would be clear when you're reading it, clean and clear. Like, yes. You know, we've talked about in the past, like, clean code you might just read it like there there might be like a collaborating class that asks for things from other systems like it's going to ask your database connector to get all the data and then it's going to ask the templater to like do the stuff with the data to do the thing and then it'll like send the email with the email sender Right. And I think like another benefit of the SRP with that is that if you needed to change something that dealt with sending of the emails, you would only do it in that particular file. So like, let's say, for example, if your send email class was also responsible of the templating aspect, and if you had a template class, you would have to change it in those two places. But then now your send email class has a lot of information, has more than one responsibility because it's like it's either sending emails or it's also templating the emails before sending it, right? Right. So if I make a change to the email logic, I don't have to worry about breaking the way the template works or the way the database processes things. Right. And I think that that's one of the things that ends up happening when your class does not, you know, have a single responsibility is that it gets really confusing when you do need to make changes. Unintended behaviors may happen because a change needs to happen in one of your classes. And if it's tightly coupled, it would be very difficult to like untangle the mess. Right. I I imagine too that if you are trying to write a test for something that's all tangled up, it's going to be a little more complicated. Like you're going to have more setup. You're going to have to have like a, if you're trying to test the email, you're going to have to have the database stood up. Be like, I get things on the database. Are you going to need to have like the template thing working and 
whatnot. I'm going to have to have the email and test server all set up. And then at the end of that, like that means I have to have all those things set up. And then if any one of those things in the, in the middle is broken, then the thing at the end is not going to work. Like my test will fail for unrelated reasons than the email code being broken. Right. Like you just mentioned all that setup, boilerplate, mocking and stubbing that needs to happen just to test an implementation of the send email aspect of the code will be really, really hard to test. Having to deal with that, then you have to, you know, if you're writing tests like that, then you're maybe less likely to want to write tests. And then that leads to a whole other you know, issue of decayed code because you choose not to write tests because they're just so difficult. Right. Because your class has are is coupled to have all this logic. Or, you know, talking about like past episodes like Death by a thousand ifs. Oof. Oh man. Yeah. Death by a thousand ifs. Episode number fifty eight with Jacob O'Donnell. Oh, friend of the show. Yeah. Way back. Friend of the show. Way back. <laughs> Deeper than Tad's got a hard to find. Right. Yeah, harder it, to find. It's like, you know, base in my arm or something. I don't know. <laughs> my armpit. So, right. So, like, if if you're following the singer responsibility principle, the SRP, your classes would be a lot smaller and down to that one thing it needs to be responsible, then you can definitely, you know, unit test a lot better. Uh, know exactly, pinpoint the thing that you need tested. You don't have to worry about that convoluted test setup and mocking and boilerplate that would be necessary to run tests on something that is highly coupled. So always make sure to keep your classes as small as possible so that you can unit test a lot better. How do I know if I'm doing more than one thing? Yeah, I just think you would have to check to see the things that it's responsible for, if you look at your class and know that it may be able to do all sorts of things, like for example, if it's, I know in like different blog posts, they use like shapes, for example. So like if you know that your your shape object is responsible for both like getting the area of a shape and then being able to print that shape out somewhere, then it may be responsible for too many things. So like you have to break it up in a way that would be a little bit more clear in what the shape object is doing. And when you're going to say print out shapes or find the area of a shape and calculate mass or whatever, that you may have like a shape calculator class that can take shapes and calculate certain things rather than having it in this shape object that has all the knowledge of the shapes and all the methods and stuff like that. Right. I guess if you're seeing like a lot of parameters going into that shape object, like to initialize it or on a method on that parameter or a function, then that could be an indication that it's doing too much as well. Like maybe there's some kind of way to refactor another class that depends upon those other things or is injected in. Right. And I think like, yeah, if, if you sit down and look at the class and like kind of explain what it does, if you you may just even like rubber duck through the idea that, hey, this is doing more than one thing. How can we like extract this piece of code? 
Right. Like, are you able to have like a really short name or just like describe? Yeah. If you can like name it and not hide anything that it's doing, then that's probably a good indication. Because like, if I'm if my email method was just called send email. <laughs> And like, it, it did all the other stuff, like the the getting the database and doing the calculation on all of my shapes, and then sending the email about all my cool shapes from a template. Then, like, you know, I'm kind of hiding the fact that it's got some other things going on. Right. I mean, we all know that naming things is like possibly the hardest thing that we do as programmers. But if you were to actually name your method. Dave, like get information from database and pull template and grab shapes and send the email that you would know like okay hold on a second like, <laughs> i mean it sounds sounds good to me like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think like keeping your class as small as possible and you know be descriptive in your names will definitely allude to whether you're following the srp single responsibility principle and when you're not always be ready to refactor i think when you're able to test drive <laughs> that's always a a b r always be refactoring a- always be refactoring yes <laughs> or i guess ready to refactoring is more productive so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean it's it being proactive to be ready to refactor but always be refactoring when necessary and you <laughs> if you find that your class is now starting to look like it's being responsible of two different things, then, you know, pull that piece of implementation out into its own class so that it can be responsible for one thing and one thing only. You, your, all your classes should have one job. <laughs> like you only had one job. Yeah, you should be able yeah. to say that to all your classes. That's true. Yeah, as long as you have the test, then you, got, you have a path to clean it up and break it down. I think we should do a podcast episode on like refactoring steps because like that it's kind of cool how you can like you know break it down one step at a time and even if it's something that's like absolutely intense like the example that we gave of like getting sending the email and getting the shapes and doing the math on the area and whatever then you can still break it down but you gotta be methodical hey that'll be uh next down in the future in the rabbit hole, we'll talk about those refactoring steps. I do think that when you're working in a code base that that is heavily reliant on your classes being having one single thing that it needs to do, it's just more clearer for you to get whatever implementation you need out the door. Because you know that one change that you're going to make for this one class is not going to affect four other things because everything has been separated. And everything has its own responsible thing that it needs to do without being really coupled. Yeah, what a what a relief. <laughs> so, Dave, you may have to walk your dog. I, and I think I do listen actually. To, and I, listen, I hear and listen to a podcast <laughs> at the same time. Oh, you should no. be able to do that. Yeah. But when you're writing your code, just keep it short, keep it simple, single responsibility principle, SRP, get yours. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Be ready. Be ready. <laughs> Always be refactor. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. 
On behalf of our producer extraordinaire, William Jeffries, and my amazing co-host, Dave Anderson, and me, your host, Michael Nunez, thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.